Hello, and welcome to another episode of BMW Pod. My name is Mark. If you'd like to support the show, you can support us at patreon.com slash bmwpod, where we have plenty of perks for supporting the show, including early access to episodes before they air publicly, among a Discord server and other things. We would really appreciate it if you checked it out. It helped us so much. That said, let's get into it. Today we're going to be starting a new series about how to build your perfect BMW, and what things to avoid, and what things to select. I have built thousands upon thousands of BMWs for people, and it's safe to say that I understand these cars quite well, as I'm always trying to learn more about them so that I can best serve my customers and you. Without further ado, we will be starting with the BMW X1. There are two drive options available, X-Drive and S-Drive. X-Drive is front-biased all-wheel drive, and S-Drive is straight-up front-wheel drive. Typically, X-Drive is most popular in regions with rainy and snowy weather, like where I am, and S-Drive is common in areas with fair weather, where that isn't really an issue. Engine option-wise, there are eight options available to you. Starting with the S-Drive 18i, which is a 1.5-liter front-wheel drive inline three-cylinder turbo. It makes about 141 horsepower and about 162 pound-feet of torque. It is definitely the entry-level model. The S-Drive 20 is similar, except it's a two-liter inline four-cylinder engine with 190 horsepower and 210 pound-feet of torque. The commodity model is the X-Drive 25, or in some markets, the X-Drive 28i, which has 228 horsepower and 260 pound-feet of torque. This is the most common engine offered in uh, North American markets, um, and for some markets, like the United States, it's the only option off offered. The next model is the X-Drive 25E or the X-Drive 25LE, which is a inline three-cylinder turbo with a plug-in hybrid system attached. So it makes about 230 horsepower combined and 285 pound-feet of torque. Um, this model is available in two versions, the 25E and the 25LE, although the 25LE is only available in China. Um, and nowhere else. Now, the S-Drive 16D is the first of the diesel variants, followed by the 18 and the 20D. They all are diesel engines, um, with the 16D being an inline three, and the 18D being inline four, except the 20D just makes more. Now, the highest end diesel model, is the X-Drive 25D, which is a twin-turbo four-cylinder that makes about 330 pound-feet of torque and 230 horsepower. Um, that is all the engines that are currently offered. Now, as it pertains to that, you can choose the engine and the drivetrain you want um, within the ones that are offered. Now, as it pertains to the X1, there are two lines available. You can think of lines sort of as trim levels, but it's not that easy. It's more visual appearance styles. The X line is the standard X1, and the Motorsport, the M Sport as we call it, is the M Sport looking appearance package that makes it look like more of an M car uh, with a sportier visual design, uh, blanked out trim in various places, bicolor M Sport wheels, 
um, a different steering wheel and some other little things. For the most part, I would suggest, and most people who buy these cars, get the X-Line. It's the best value in my opinion, especially if you're not looking for that sporty design. Of course, if that sporty design is really important to you, well, of course, that is a non-negotiable thing. Certainly do that if you need to. Now, that said, uh, the next step is picking the color you want. Non-metallic black and white are free. So jet black and alpine white are no cost. And the rest of the colors are offered at a cost. Um, most people, uh, as with most cars, get either, if they do get a premium color, typically get mineral white or glacier silver or black sapphire. Cashmere silver, mineral gray, Misano Blue, which is M Sport only, Phytonic Blue, and Storm Bay are less uh, less common, we'll call it. Uh, Storm Bay is a premium color, um, or an extra premium color, as it costs about twice what the normal premium colors do cost. My recommendations are Storm Bay and Mineral Gray, as I think they look really good, um, cashmere silver is new for 2021 and it looks fantastic. Um, but Storm Bay is the one I would suggest. That said, if you're getting an M Sport, you cannot go wrong with Misano. Misano is definitely the recommendation for M Sport cars. Moving along are wheel options. The good thing about the X1 is you only have to choose between two sizes, 18s or 19s. Personally, I would get the 18 the 19 inch Y spoke bicolor run flat or performance run flat. Um, I think they definitely ride the best uh, as they provide a good mix between uh, run flat safety and confidence and uh, performance driving. Um, as with every car, I always recommend getting performance tires if you can justify it. Now, most people don't do that. Most people get the 18 inch Y spoke bicolor wheels or the uh, 18 inch M double spoke wheels with either all season non run flat or the all season run flats. Um, I, it's very rare to see people get the 19s. That said, um, it depends really on your preference and how you uh, like to build your cars. Um, wheels are really really specific things. That said, I always recommend the 19 Y-spoke bicolor wheels with performance run flat tires on them. It's my preference, although I'm sure other people feel differently. Now, um, moving along to the interior of the BMW, there are a couple upholstery options, Sensatec and leather. Now, Sensatec is a no-cost option. It's just what's included with the car. And there are two versions, Oyster on black or simply black. Now, most people who buy these cars get black. I would say 95% of people get black and the rest get Oyster on black. Now, the Oyster on black isn't a completely tan interior. Um, it is only tan on the trim pieces. So the rest of the interior plastics and uh, carpets are not similarly colored. It's just the sort of uh, accent trim and the seats. Um, so you don't have to worry about that. Now, there is Dakota leather option, uh, offered rather, in four colors. 
there's mocha, which is uh, sort of like a dark brown. Black perforated with the blue M Sport stitching um, is only available on uh, M Sport, as it were, um, which is unfortunate because I think it's it's probably my favorite. Um, but there's also oyster perforated and black perforated um, Dakota leather. That said, I personally don't uh, ever suggest getting leather on the X1. My X1, when I still had it, did actually have perforated oyster leather. Um, it was an M Sport, so I figured why not just go crazy. That said, I don't see the need for it. I think um, Sensitech is fine, especially since if you're getting an X1, I don't think you really need to be dumping as much money as possible into it. I think it makes sense. Save your money um, and spend it elsewhere. That said, if you really feel the need for uh, leather seats that breathe a little bit better than Sensitech, um, definitely get uh, your choice of color. That said, um, hopefully BMW will put the perforated Sensitech on it because that would solve that issue for me at least. Okay, trim-wise, certainly just get whatever you want. Um, I personally like the aluminum hexagon trim on the M Sport the most, but uh, nobody gets that. So, um, or nobody, uh, nobody, you, you shouldn't be getting M Sport just for that. Uh, but if you're getting M Sport, do that. Otherwise, uh, the standard black high gloss is fine. Um, I think it's I think it's good enough. I have no no opinions on that, and I'd like to move on. Okay. When it comes to options on these cars, there are a few ways you can put them together, um, and they sort of are a la carte options. So just selecting the individual option you want, or bundling them in featured packages. I personally uh, suggest adding them in featured packages only if you can justify the cost to get all of these things together. Now, I would say, for the most part, um, that on the X1, I think if you can justify the cost, the X1 is the best argument for just adding the premium package and forgetting about it. But uh, because we're actually trying to help you with this, um, let's go a little bit further into detail about this. All right, so the packages that are available, there are only two of them. Well, there are three, but two two main ones. There is the convenience package and the premium package. I would say about 99% of BMWs ordered in 2020 have the convenience package at the bare minimum, especially the ones that are ordered by dealerships. We don't order any cars without it. And for the most part, unless you absolutely don't want the things offered in it, you probably should get the convenience package too. The convenience package features a universe, universal garage door opener, um, which can open your garage door remotely, uh, which I think should be standard, but here we go. Ambient lighting, so colored lighting around the inside of the vehicle. Auto dimming rearview mirrors. Power folding mirrors, that's a big one. Um, in addition to comfort access keyless entry, which is basically um, the ability to enter and lock your BMW without having the key physically in your hand. So you can just use touchless buttons on the outside um, in addition to a kick to open trunk. Also, 
The package features auto-dimming interior and exterior mirrors, which is really helpful, um, a panoramic moonroof, and lumbar support seats. Moving along to the premium package, the premium package adds just a few things. LED headlights with cornering lights, uh, so the LED headlights will basically follow the direction that the car is turning. So when you turn to the right, the uh, light will follow you so that the light is actually looking where you are, um, which is great. Uh, heat, a heated steering wheel um, and a heads-up display along with uh, navigation, and the larger 8.8-inch touchscreen. Personally, I would get premium on an X1 just because the price point, I think, is so fair. Um, it all ends up all ends up being not that much as compared uh, to other models. I think that the premium package is definitely the way to go um, if you're will if you want other options. Now there is another package called the luxury package, uh, which basically just simply offers um, more upholstery options bundled together. So trim, upholstery into one package. I wouldn't do it, but some some might. Um, well, I guess I did do it, but in, other, in any case. Um, now, the other a la carte options are the Space Saver spare tire. So I would definitely get that if you don't get um, run flats. Uh, definitely, definitely helpful. Otherwise, I wouldn't bother. ACC stop and go with the active driving assistant for a thousand United States dollars. It may be more or less in your market. I would absolutely get it. Um, it's definitely worth it and uh, could absolutely save your life if you needed it too. Um, the parking assistant is a must have for those living in the city who just need a little bit of help with that. Um, personally, I would not uh, would not skip that, especially because it's offered typically at a very low price. Um, reclining and sliding rear seat adjustment. This is really helpful if you have children or if you plan to have a lot of people in the back seat um, or anything like that. I personally typically find people skip this, but some don't. Um, wireless charging, I would skip at all costs unless you have a small phone. If you have a tiny cell phone, it's fine, but if you have a phone, any bigger than an iPhone 11 Pro, uh, you can skip it. It's it's too big. Uh, your phone's too big, and um, I hope that BMW will change the style of charging pad, as the one that's in the X1 and 2 is ancient. Now, heated front seats and steering wheel is absolutely worth getting um, if you haven't already selected those in packages previously. Um, Harman Kardon surround system is worth it if you listen to a lot of music and you care about the quality of your audio, absolutely get that. I think the normal BMW sound system in this model is really not up to par. Um, so I personally did have Harman Kardon on my X1. Now, that's all of the options uh, that are listed. I would personally get an X1 with the premium package, LED headlights, ACC stop and go, and parking assistant with heated front seats and Harman Kardon. Personally, my taste probably may not reflect yours. Um, again, M Sport is an option, but M Sport does add significantly to the cost. Now, that's just how I would do it. Most people start with the X line and then go 
typically with the base wheels, a premium color, typically black sapphire, glacier silver, or mineral white, along with leather, um, because most people have the sort of notion that leather makes a car more premium, uh, which to some degree I would, I guess, agree with. Um, the premium package, or at the very least convenience, although most people getting these cars typically get premium, um, most people skip active stop and go um, because the clientele base for these cars typically doesn't trust it. Parking assistant and heated seats, uh, which are already included if you did get a certain package. Most people skip wireless charging, reclining seat adjustment, and Harman Kardon, um, although that's certainly up to the person. That said, X1s are rarely custom ordered. X1s are typically cars built by the dealership and purchased by you um, and really aren't something that is custom ordered all that much, if at all. Those who do it typically get M Sports um, and much more uh, high-end ones, such as my 2017 when I got it. That was a custom order that was purchased with um, all the options that were available at the time, M Sport, everything. Um, that said, a car like that is rare, so if you do see um, a loaded up X1, it was probably a custom order. Now, that said, it certainly is up to you how you'd like to do it, but I hope you learned something about how to buy and spec the X1. All of these things apply broadly to the X2, um, so for the next episode, we're going to be talking about the X2 35i specifically, um, as that is a separate conversation. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this episode of BMW Pod. Stay safe. Bye-bye.